The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Cool Jazz Favorites. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to Easy Listen Jazz Favorites. Okay. Hi, this is Zach Galapanakis. You're listening to KUCI Irvine 88. KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future Thursday mornings here at 8.30 a.m. with me, Ziva Z, and today we have a very special guest. We have Shulu here. She's from the UC Irvine Libraries, brand new as of a few months now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming down and being an in-person guest. Usually we have people call in from all over, but it's really nice to have somebody actually here in the studio to talk to. Yeah. And I really um, appreciate you for coming so early. You know, it's hard. Um, also, want to thank the show right before us, Nathan Tang, Hippocrates Now. He paid, did a show about medicine and fitness and the, the forefront of it from 8 to 8.30 a.m. He has a show every Thursday morning. So I'm excited to be here right after at 8.30 and talk about libraries, museums, and archives. On Here on Our Digital Future, librarians at and archivists around the world discuss the digital future of our information spaces and that's why it's so perfect to have you here on our show because you are the digital resources librarian uh-huh. as well as metadata librarian here on campus uh-huh right. so it's also a good fit and that you're in the cataloging department mm-hmm. so you're here um, and where ha- where were you previously as a librarian um, I was a uh, digital content librarian at Colorado State University in Fort Collins. Oh wow, so Colorado. Uh-huh. How do you like the weather change? Is it colder over there? Yeah, it's, um, it's different. Here, I don't know completely yet, but here is more steady as far as the change in weather. Colorado is four seasons, so we get snow in the winter. How long were you a librarian in Colorado? Um, since August 2004, so it's almost eight years. Oh, wow. Seven and a half. Yeah, I was there. And you said, um, what type of librarian were you there again? Um, well, I was hired as a um, metadata librarian slash database management um, head for that unit. Um, but during the course of my career there, my title changed from metadata librarian only, and then from that it got transitioned into digital content librarian, just because I think that title covers um, a broader scope of my work. So digital content, mm-hmm. and that was for eight years. So if you were um, a li- um, holder of a library information science graduate degree. Where did you get that from? Um, I got it from the University of Brit- British British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. 
Oh, wow. So you were living all over the place. How was Canada? Was that in person? You were there? Uh-huh. Is yes. that a couple years program? Uh-huh. It, it was two years. Oh, nice. Yeah. And how was that um, library school in Canada for... Um, well, UBC is one of the top five for their library schools in the nation. Um, I would say my experience there is fantastic. Um, just because I think the education approach in Western countries is so different from what, what I had in China. So I learned a lot. Um, I got to work on projects with my classmates. Uh, lots of collaboration and critical thinking. Um, my concentration with my degree is in digital libraries. And I was, at the time, particularly interested in working in an academic library. Because I think academic libraries are kind of a leader in the field. Um, so I would say that was a great experience. It's different. It's different. It's, it was new for me. Um, but I learned a lot. So you came for um, grad school? Or how long were you in, in China before you came over to Canada? Um, I left China when I was 23, right after I graduated from college. Um, I went to Beijing University. Um, so, like about six months after I graduated, I left China and went to Canada. Oh, very nice. Uh-huh. So you applied to different schools from China because you knew you wanted to be a librarian? Um, actually, I wasn't sure at the time. Um, I always enjoyed writing, and I have confidence in my English, you know, as a Chinese native. So I was actually thinking of uh, doing a journalist journalism degree um, but I kind of thought over that and decided to just pursue a library degree instead just because um, for journalism you would have to have some sort of uh, cultural background to be a really good journalist and I'm, I was not born and raised in Canada or United States so it's going to be a huge challenge uh, and also the journalism approach in China and here um, it's very different, so I kind of, after I th- thought it over, I decided I'm just going to do, pursue a library degree instead. So is that your um, major in college in China was journalism? Um, we have a um, program, so it's library science, but it covers journalism, publishing, uh, library uh, science as well. Um, I also did a double major in economics when I was in college. So. Oh, very nice. <laughs> That's exciting that you were in uh, China your whole life, and then Canada, and then Colorado. So after library school, how did you find the Colorado position? Were you applying all over, or just to specific metadata digital libraries types librarianships? Were you willing to move anywhere? Did you think of being a librarian back in China or staying in Canada to be a librarian? Was it hard to make the move? Mm. Yes, um, I applied all over the places. Um, Actually, quite a while, like about six months before I graduated, um, because I think start early will be really helpful. So I applied uh, within Canada and United States and also China. Um, At the time, I have worked as an academic graduate assistant at Asian Library at UBC 
for um, a year and a half. And then the library director, she's from Hong Kong. And my direct supervisor at the time is a Chinese librarian. She's from Beijing. Um, both of them were really helpful with my job hunting. Um, so I applied all over the places. I actually went back to China and then I also got a job offer to uh, work at uh, Guangdong, Canton, Guangdong Provincial Library um, with the job um, uh, working while I can pursue a PhD. Um, but I also got the interview offer from Colorado State University, so I just kind of came over here and did it, and they wanted me, so I kind of considered it. Because um, I'd like to, I mean, China is nice, it's my home country, but um, I'm always interested in exploring new things and new places, so I just decided I'm going to come to the United States. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, uh -huh. you, how many places did you apply to while you were in library school? Because that's, uh, I hear different things. Like, now nowadays I heard somebody that graduated in December mm -hmm. applied to 21 positions and got four interviews mm -hmm. and one offer. So, that's uh -huh. what they took um, in May, the May after December of graduation. Uh-huh. So is that what you did? You have to apply to that many? Do you think to get that many interviews? How did that work? I think so. I think so. Um, the more you apply, the better because that gives you more opportunities. Um, however, I think it's better to have a focus. At the time when I was applying for my job, my focus that I really want to work in the academic library, and also um, I want to work in metadata and digital libraries, you know, more technology-oriented jobs. Um, so I think apply as much as you can, keep your eyes open, subscribe to listservs, use your network, um, especially with people you know. Um, just get as much information as possible. Um, but you, ha you cannot just like um, do everything, apply to everything. You have to have focus, like find, feel if this is a good fit for yourself and then try really hard on those ones. Um, at the time when I, was when I was applying for jobs, I also had a challenge is that I'm a Chinese national and I was on a student visa in Canada. So that really actually limited um, all my opportunities in Canada because Canada at the time, there weren't uh, many library positions. And then for every position announcement, they said they will prefer a Canadian native or like permanent resident there or something like that. So that kind of like automatically no. So I'm kind of glad like United States is kind of more open. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what made you move from your position in Colorado? Do you think eight years is a good time to be in one library and people should move maybe every eight years to change the, the atmosphere, the environment or the challenges or did you help them as much as you could, and then, or you just wanted to, uh, California is nicer? <laughs> yeah, that's, um, um, that really depends on, like, personality and uh, individual's preference. You know, some people might really like their first job, and they just want to be there forever, and also, um, the geographic lo location might, um, fit them, um, uh, because there, there are indeed people like that. Um, 
for me, the decision was made because、um, I feel I need broader experience. Um, I have tried. I've been trying really hard at Colorado, and I actually got tenured. They're promoted to associate professor,、um, but I just feel, you know, like this is my first official academic position, and、um, I don't want to just sit on it. I would like to work for a different institution because every library is different. You know, like、um, I don't want to limit my perspective so early in my career.、Um, I think that's the major reason why I wanted to leave,、um, and also California is indeed nicer. I just feel <laughs> like that fits my personality much better.、Um, so yeah, I guess two major reasons that I wanted to leave. But、um, my supervisor actually, she was really supportive.、Um, she has been in the library field for like quite a while, like 30 years, I think. Um, she yeah she suggests that as a young librarian、um, you should move around.、Um, I wouldn't recommend too often like because then in that case at each position you wouldn't build a solid、um, experience and knowledge base for your next job. So I think on each job、uh, we should try as hard as, as we can you know like and then. Don't give yourself like deadline or anything like that. When you have to move, like five either it's five years. It does not matter. It's it matters that、um, like when you feel it's the right time to move, you will know it kind of.、Uh-huh. Oh, that's good. And then,、uh-huh. do you see、um, a lot of the professional groups that、um, being a member helps and going to the conferences does and and being on like committees does that. Because is there like a metadata、mm-hmm. listserv and a digital librarian group?、Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's helpful.、Uh, I think going to conferences is great because that's like using a concentrated amount of time to get lots of information. It's also a great place for you to、um, network with colleagues, so you're not like. You'll become more aware of what's going on in the field, you know, like some more fresh ideas, things like that.、Um, I would think participation in professional、uh, associations and committees and groups—it's helpful.、Um, however, unfortunately,、um, I, gu- I guess you would have to kind of balance and think how much time you want to. Um, devote to it because you don't want because as librarians,、um, where where no, no matter where you are, your job is number one. You know you need to have kind of using that、um, professional activities to、uh, boost your job performance. I think that'll be a better way to go instead of like putting too much time into the、um, networking stuff. Then they won't. That would not be your core. Your core is your job, and maybe pub- publishing.、Um, my last job requires me to publish, so I think that should be where the main energy be、um, used for. You know,、um, but going to conferences is fun. You know, it's almost like a vacation too. Half vacation, half learning.、Um, I, I I find going to conferences very helpful. 
Oh, good. I'm excited. I just went to ALA uh -huh. in Anaheim, mm -hmm. and then I get to go to SAA in San Diego next week, so I'm excited for... Uh, the ALA was for librarians, and SAA is for archivists, so I can see about mm -hmm. networking and finding uh, my first position as I have my degree as of May 13th for uh, library information science, so I want to use that soon because I didn't apply six months before graduation like like mm -hmm. you did which would have been mm -hmm. a good idea mm -hmm. I just was um, working full-time in the library and going to school full-time and mm -hmm. now I want to use the degree so hopefully something comes up and mm -hmm. that's exciting you're new here in digital resources mm -hmm. so is do you see that the UCI libraries or just libraries in general do you see the library field using more and more digital resources and less um, hands-on less printed material I think we're weeding the collection and minimizing the library as a space to come for physical objects and more of a space where people meet and um, share ideas mm -hmm. and then use their digital resources, you know, on their digital machines. Mm -hmm. Is that how you see it going in the last um, eight, uh, ten years of your, the library career? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I have seen, yeah, this is basically the way to go. Uh, it's migration to digital information services. Um, I think the library is just because um, this patron-driven acquisition and also um, shared uh, collaborative programs among libraries. Um, yeah, from my observations and conversations with other people, yeah, there's indeed like a um, significant gradual um, reduction in the requiring acquisitions of physical materials. Yeah, it's more digital. Yeah. Um, there's mm -hmm. even sound libraries. You can download MP3s probably and mm -hmm stream media, mm -hmm. audiovisual materials, but um, then there's the e-books, electronic books when it's just a link and, and you need to make sure it works to the restricted copyright licensed user. Do you see a lot of issues with copyright that block using digital resources? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think copyright um, is definitely one of the major issues um, when dealing with digital resources. Um, and I feel like among both, I only worked in two libraries so far, but I feel like among libraries, copyright is always an issue, but it's not addressed, um, I wouldn't say appropriately, but maybe not enough. Because um, copyright itself can be like such a complicated issue, um, especially when it comes to um, the digital realm, it becomes even more complicated. So um, I guess... We would just have to kind of provide education among library staff as much as possible. Um, and also sometimes I feel like it probably would be beneficial if there is a specific, if resources, per permitted by resources, it would be beneficial to have a specific staff member who handles all the rights issues. You know, because from myself so far as lots of times, the um, librarians at the dean level or at the department head level is handling that. Um, they won't have just they won't have enough time because rights can be complicated. You know, yeah. So 
it will be beneficial that we have like some experts that's dealing with this for us because you know? that's I guess um, yeah institutions are are fearful of being sued for copyright infringement but have you seen that anywhere I never seen uh, has that been enforced for digital resources yeah or anything um I think there are um, two attitudes as far as dealing with rights. One attitude in the field is that, you know, we're just going to put things up. If someone complains, then we'll deal with it, you know. Um, the, other, the other school is that is more careful, like, you know, precautious. You know, have to make sure that um, the rights issues are addressed before we make them online. So I have, I have noticed there are like two schools of... Um, approach uh, dealing with rights issues um, I don't I cannot say which one is better but I think you know just because copyrights are so complicated you really have to kind of think you know really oh we don't really don't want to get into a lawsuit like you know where we have to pay lots of dollars or something like that but you know how how much care you can put in you know eventually work the work has to be done so Someone, I guess someone sometimes just have to be brave and say, you know, we're just going to do this, you know. Yeah. And then if things come up, we'll deal with it. Yeah. But at my last job, though, there is a legal counsel. There is a lawyer who specifically deals with uh, intellectual property rights on campus. So I think she has come to the library and did some training. And I think she's a consultant for the libraries when such issues arise. Oh, that's good. Uh-huh. What was your last publication about? My very last publication? Um, the one that's published is um, about implementing digital, um, a digital assets management system by a company called Exlibris. Uh, implementation of digital for developing an institutional repository. Mm, that's based upon my experience working on for the IR at CSU. That's the very last one that's published but um, I had two articles submitted before I took off from Colorado one of them is on the digital preservation uh, practices at CSU um, the other one is about leadership training and development uh, within the libraries mm -hmm. oh so digital preservation that's a, a good issue with uh, I think archivists too is um, conserving preserving to archive history and what do you save digitally and how do you save it mm -hmm. is that part of that topic mm -hmm. because I know um, we did a alternative spring break program in Puerto Rico with the governor's um, office they were archiving all kinds of paper uh, trails for their business and office but they didn't have any um, digital archives they had n none of the emails or anything and I thought that was interesting because a lot of this business nowadays are, is all electronic. So you're going to miss, you're not going to print out every email for the archives. So how are you going to, that was an issue they, they hadn't dealt with yet. They said we're just going to focus on the paper business mayor's archives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think digital archives. I've seen jobs postings that um, um, wanting digital archivists. You know, digital curation and digital archives. Um, 
Yeah, I've seen more like positions like that emerging just because the field is like um, constantly evolving. So you need someone who has both the library knowledge, library and archives knowledge and uh, um, some IT experience will be definitely helpful. It's like a hybrid, like a hybrid kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with digital libraries, you can also, yeah, make a digital exhibit, like curate an online book exhibit. I know we had to do that for one class, and that was really fun. Uh-huh. Scanning the books and then explaining and how the same topic, how it all goes together, like one subject. And, it, I mean, if everyone's online, then that's how you can explore your library and subjects is with online exhibits. Uh-huh. Do you have a like a website people can go to? Do you keep a blog or do you share online your digital experiences? Um, I'm thinking about like um, working on a blog, but I don't really have a website right now. I had a website when I graduated, um, listing all my like research interests and publications and things like that. Um, working on like fresh fleshing out my uh, faculty profiles using the tools available at UCI um, but I don't really have a website but I'm kind of interested uh, in starting a blog um, just to kind of jot down my sometimes inspirational thoughts on metadata you know like library work in general so but I don't have a website right now well, that's good. Well, everyone can um, find you at the Science Library. Uh-huh. Shulu here, the Metadata and Digital Resources Librarian. Congratulations on your new position. And I hope you enjoy um, Ant Eaters because that's our mascot. Uh-huh. They eat ants. So what was the Colorado one? Uh, I think it's a ram. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, like Aries. Sheep with big horns. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I'm an Aries, so that's, the I think, the Aries animal. That's Goodbye. nice. Yeah, but here um, they say go eaters a lot. Like, go eaters? Eaters, because ant eaters, so they just use the last phrase. But to me, mm-hmm. uh, ever since my freshman year in 2000 here at UCI, I thought that was really funny because go eaters makes me think of people that eat. <laughs> so it's like, go people that eat. Like, <laughs> That's funny. Go eaters. <laughs> go eaters, yeah. But That's there's a lot of... Um, baseball and volleyball here I think and swimming mm-hmm. although the Olympics are on right now mm-hmm. they're showing that in the student center area oh really so that's nice. something mm-hmm. we could s- watch for sports right. while summer it's pretty dead campus so you'll see once the fall starts it's going to be very busy a lot of people here I'm sure Colorado is a big campus too mm-hmm. pretty busy mm-hmm it's busy. Um, every year I see more um, students coming. I think the enrollment is definitely going up. Um, campus-wise, it's a little bit smaller. Yeah, more spread oh, yeah. out. More spread out, uh, less buildings. and It's different. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah but, but there was a Cal State, or yeah, it was a Colorado State. Mm-hmm. And then here's the university. So it was probably different amounts of funding. Mm-hmm. So I like I like the UCI campus. I think you'll like it in Irvine. It's a very calm city usually. And mm-hmm. um, our show's over now. Uh, if you want have anything to say, last words of wisdom to the library information science listeners or undergrads in general in summer school. 
This has been Shulu, Metadata, and Digital Resources Librarian. Thank you for coming on our show today. Uh-huh. And, um, My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, anytime, and have a good day today. Uh-huh. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. That has been our interview today with Shulu, Metadata and Digital Resources Librarian. Thanks again for coming in. And now stick around for more public affairs programming here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. You have been listening to Our Digital Future with me, ZBZ, Thursday mornings, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Stay tuned for some old-time radio. Hey, this is Nathan Explosion from Death Clock, and you're listening to some underfunded college radio station from somewhere. KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. Yeah,